today is all about making change and learning stick. And what I'm going to show you in this session will free you from the pitfalls we all face when trying to make changes in our life. And it will allow you to achieve your goals with the least effort in the shortest possible time. So I hope that sounds interesting for you. And in our session today, I'm going to cover three things. We're going to have a look at rediscovering your most successful, most successful learning style, why change can be hard and what to do about it, and keeping change and learning on track for successful outcomes. And I'm going to give you three simple strategies to make change and learning stick. And today what we're focusing on is learning and personal change. We're not focusing on organizational change today. So if you're going through change in your organization, some of the tips will be able to be adapted to that, but we're really just focusing on personal change and learning today. So let's get some definitions out of the way so that we're all on the same page there. We all know what change is, but let's just be clear. We're talking about transforming or converting something, something becoming different. So it's about the making the form of something or the content or the future course of something different from what it is now or from what it would be if left alone. And learning is the acquisition and application of knowledge and skills. It's not just about acquiring information, but it's also about applying it. Or it's the modification of behavior through practice, training, or experience. And what I want to discuss today is how do you get from your point A, wherever you are now, to your point B in the easiest possible way. So let's think about learning that way. It's about small point A to point B and then continually doing that, moving from point A to point B. So I'll be using these words interchangeably, learning and change. We're talking about that process of converting or transforming. Now, over the years, I've coached and trained hundreds of managers in all types of organizations, and I've noticed some patterns in people around change and learning. Some people change with relative ease, and others find it really hard. And I've often wondered, what is the difference between these groups? What makes it easy for some people and hard for others? Well, what I've noticed is that it comes down to a few very human things. Things like our tendency to like the familiar. We like the comfortable. We're hardwired to work according to our habits and our patterns, and we like certainty. And that can get in the way of us learning. Another thing is that our beliefs and our attitudes and our opinions play a very important role in our response to change. So what we decide is true, which is what our beliefs are. So our beliefs about ourselves and about various situations will determine our response to learning and change. Now, our beliefs are not necessarily facts, and yet we behave as if they are. So this is why the skill of self-management, which we cover in Strategy 2, is so important for you as a manager of people, because this skill gives you the ability to override instincts and old patterns and replace them with new ones. So let's have a look at some of the myths around change, and we'll start by dispelling some of these myths. Now, our first myth is that some people aren't good at change. Some people hold beliefs like, oh, I'm not good at change. And this belief will influence their response to change and their ability to learn. 
So if you're saying that to yourself now, if you've got team members saying that, we want to nip that in the bud. We want to stop people saying that because the truth is we're all good at change. I want you to think about the amount of change you've mastered in your life. Think about the things you've learned. That could be at work. It could be in your leisure. It could be just in life in general. We all were children moving into adulthood and we left home and we fended for ourselves. Perhaps you got married. That involved change. Perhaps you had children. There's lots of change required there. Maybe you got divorced. Some of you might have even lived overseas. There's lots of change and learning needed in all those situations. We're all good at change. What we're not good at as humans is loss. We're not good at loss. And we're constantly screening. Our brain is constantly in screening our environment for loss. So loss can be a whole lot of things. It can be loss of the familiar. It can be loss of status. It can be loss of money. It can be loss of conditions. It can be loss of some benefit. So we don't like loss. We don't like losing friends. We don't like losing loved ones. We're not good at loss, but we are good at change. Our second myth is that you can change other people. You can encourage them and you can influence them, but ultimately the change has to be self-motivated. People will change when it's important to them, when it's linked to something important to them. And that could be a value of theirs. It could even be pleasing you as their manager. It could be about fitting in with the team. Or it could be because they don't want to lose something. If you want others to change, you need to know what's important to them. Our next myth is that people don't like change. And I hear a lot of people saying this in organisations, oh, people don't like change. Well, this is a myth because some people love change and, in fact, thrive on it. They're constantly starting new things and wanting to try new things. So do you know anyone like that? Just think about that for a moment. So it's not true that people don't like change. Our next myth is that you can't teach an old dog new tricks or another version of that is it's just the way I am. And I come across this a lot in my coaching work. So people say, this is just the way I am. And this is going to limit their ability to attempt new things. They see their, their behavior as something that is fixed, like the color of their eyes, and it's not. Now, I've seen some amazing learning in people over the years, people of all ages and stages in life, transforming, becoming different. A great example is my father-in-law, my dear departed father-in-law. He was incredibly internet and computer savvy and he became that way in his 80s he was a real role model for lots of us he was really open to the learning and he took to it with curiosity and applied himself and became this internet guru he was fantastic now I've heard other people say things like I'm not a good listener that's just the way I am which is not true or I'm not good at that touchy-feely stuff I've heard lots of people say that now, what this means is that people who are saying that they're still at the discomfort level with the skill. They're, they've given up because it doesn't feel right. They're feeling some discomfort with it. So they go, it's not, it's not me. It's not, doesn't come naturally to me. 
Well, none of these skills come naturally to us. We need to learn them. And they're using the excuse that it's the way they are. And this is just not true. It just means they haven't practiced enough. Our next myth is that knowing something is learning it. Now, when it comes to learning skills, knowing about it is not learning it. If you can't do it, you haven't learned it. And many people read something once and think they have learned it. Now, when it comes to management skills, you have to do it. You don't have to like it. You just have to do it. You have to be able to do it and demonstrate it through your behavior. So just reading the notes without practicing the skills in our Great Managers program will not make you a great manager. You just need to do it. So let's have a look at our first simple strategy to make change and learning stick. Our first strategy is to learn like a baby. Now, what do I mean by this? You might think, I'm an adult, I don't want to learn like a baby, but let's go back to what was your very successful learning strategy in the past. Let's think about how babies learn for a moment. Babies go from crawling to walking, doing a few things. Let's have a think about their process. They start by climbing up on the furniture. They take one step, they fall over. They get up, they take two steps, they fall over, they try again, they fall over, they try again, they fall over again and again and again until they're successful. Nobody ever said to their kids, I'm sure, you've tried that four times, you're hopeless at that around walking. But as adults, we tend to do this. We have one or two goes at something and then think, oh, I'm not good at that and we give up. Whereas what babies do is they keep going, they persevere. So we need to go back to this successful learning style and keep going. Take small steps. Persevere. Approach the learning with curiosity. Ask yourself, how can this work? And if you fall over, just think about it as a normal part of the learning. You need to persevere and try again and again. I want you to think about your learning as stepping stone, these small steps, those little stepping stones towards your goals. They're not hurdles. They're not things you can't get over. They're stepping stones. Be patient with yourself as well. I guarantee you that if you practice something over and over again, just like babies do, you will improve at it. Now, I watched my niece last week improve her surfing ability considerably in one week by practicing. She did get some tips from her uncle and she practiced and practiced again. She did it for a short time each day and she made great progress. This is what children do and this is what we need to go back to as adults. We need to think about our most successful learning style, which is step by step, little by little, perseverance, patience, curiosity. Any of your great manager skills will stick through regular practice. And this is why we chunk the learning down into short lessons so that you get to do a small amount of learning one step at a time. You have the opportunity to practice it. So I want you to think about all your learning as a stepping stone. Where am I? One stepping stone to the next. And maybe I'll slip occasionally, but I just need to get back up and try again. This is our most successful learning style. Our second strategy is to move out of your comfort zone, move in capital letters. You need to bust out, break free of your current boundaries or habits that are not working for you. You need to stretch yourself. Learning comes from action. 
And often what stops us from taking the action is our desire to stay comfortable. It's squidgy and comfortable inside our comfort zone. It's very familiar. But to learn anything new as an adult, you have to move out of your comfort zone into the learning zone. And this requires some creative tension or in other words, discomfort. So I want you to imagine your comfort zone just like a circle. And inside that comfort zone are your current habits, your patterns, your beliefs, and your knowledge and skills. They're all part of your comfort zone. And the learning zone is a circle just outside your comfort zone. And you can only grow and learn if you are willing to withstand some awkwardness or discomfort by trying something new. You did this as a child and you've done it with every change in your life. So you can do it again. Staying comfortable is one of the biggest barriers to learning and change. So are you ready to bust out of your comfort zone? Woohoo, let's go. Let's have a look at the things that will get in the way of you learning. People who don't get out of their comfort zone much think about the learning zone as the panic zone. So the panic zone is when we're in a stress response. This is where all your alert systems will fire up. You know, the fight or flight instinct will be triggered. And this is not an optimal place to learn. So you don't want to stay stuck in that comfort zone because stepping outside of it can be much more scary than it actually is. So we want to have this vision here of the, the, this image of the comfort zone and then just outside it is the learning zone. And this is where you're going to experience growth, sense of achievement and where your increased confidence comes from. And it's like stepping outside the, com the comfort zone, using a ladder, step by step, moving towards your goals, because this is where you're going to feel energized, you're going to feel good. And this is a good reason to ensure that you are continually learning and encouraging this in your team. The more comfortable we are, the more threatening change and learning new things are. But when learning becomes a regular feature, when you stretch yourself and take yourself on, it becomes enjoyable and it's no longer threatening. You feel a little bit of discomfort, but you feel energized by it and motivated by it. So to master change and become a self-motivated learner, we have to understand our humanness, what it means to be human. And this is about understanding homeostasis. Now, homeostasis is the tendency of a system, especially the system of the physiological system of higher animals, to maintain internal stability. This is about everything in our bodies is geared to keep things the same. So, you know, if you get a, a, a virus in your system, you'll get a temperature, the heating goes up to get your, your body back to how it is, to kill that virus so that your body can maintain its stability. This is how we're set up. Now, the problem with homeostasis is that it works towards keeping things the way they always were, not distinguishing if what is happening is changed for better or for worse. When we understand this, we can understand why change can be hard because our body is kind of working against us, if that makes sense for you. It's like as soon as we try and create a new pattern, everything in our body goes, whoa, what's going on here? And we interpret homeostasis as this can't be right. So we need to be able to override this, this system of ours, this fabulous system of ours. We need, need to be able to override it to grow. So to grow, you need to take control of you. You need to tame your primitive brain. 
You need to override your amygdala and the fight or flight instincts because great managers know that most of that instinct, most of that fear, that fight or flight instinct, which is just another word for fear, is maladaptive. It's part of our survival instincts. It's an essential biological response, but it continually pops up in our everyday lives to non-life-threatening situations. It can just be somebody doing something. It could be a facial expression. So if we don't know how to override this, we can't grow. So you need awareness first of patterns of beliefs that are holding you back. You need to use your awareness to notice when you're procrastinating, when are you resisting doing something, when are you making excuses or blaming others because these are all part of that system. And you need to be able to flick the switch in your brain. This is using your self-management skill to move out of the limbic brain and take control using your executive center, your prefrontal cortex as well. And we all have the ability to do, to do this as human beings. It's all about responding rather than reacting and applying the skill of self-management where you stop when you notice this resistance, which is what homeostasis feels like. You stop, you breathe, you choose and then you respond in a skillful way. This is going to help you move outside your comfort zone. It'll help you use that little ladder and climb out. So here are some other tips to help you move outside your comfort zone. And the first thing you need to do is to stop overthinking and start doing. Remember, you don't have to like it. You just need to do it. That is a really important part of learning. It's about Anything in terms of change or growth, sometimes it's like, oh, I don't feel like doing that. I hear a lot of people saying, I can't be bothered. As soon as you hear yourself saying, I can't be bothered, you're limiting yourself and you're limiting your learning. So you don't have to like it. You just have to do it. And to be able to do it, you need to flick the switch, as we were just talking about. Take control and override instinctive reactions, remembering that most fear that we feel is maladaptive. Just reality check that. What a lot of people do is they convert their fear into excitement. I know public speakers do this when they're about to give a speech. They know they feel those nerves, but they convert that fear into excitement. This, the chemistry of excitement and fear is very similar. So they use a positive visualization. They imagine themselves succeeding. A lot of successful people do this. So when you feel that fear or that sort of tension, that creative tension or discomfort, think, I'm really keen to learn. Flip your thinking over. See yourself succeeding and see if you can convert that fear or that resistance into excitement or curiosity even to, to move you forward. And associate your discomfort with growth. So when you feel this discomfort, just like people do who are working out, when they get sore muscles, they go, oh, that feels really good. I feel like I've worked out. If you can associate that discomfort with your growth, that discomfort means I'm growing. I'm, I'm doing something differently. I'm transforming. Because if you didn't feel that discomfort, basically you're just doing what you already know. You're staying within your comfort zone. Another way to move outside your comfort zone is to measure your progress. See if you can find a way to measure or track your progress. And there's lots of different ways. What I'm doing at the moment is I'm someone who likes to go walking. And um, what I'm doing is trying to teach myself to run. And I'm using an app called Map My Run. And what I've been doing is using this app to track my distances and the speed. 
And I'm looking at improving that speed and it's been quite amazing how enjoyable and satisfying that is and how I can feel the progress being made. So there's just one way, but there's lots of ways you can track your progress and measure your progress and that gives you a sense that I'm moving forward, I've moved further than where I was, I'm moving from point A to point B. And another great tip to, to move outside your comfort zone is to learn with others. People will do things as part of a group that they won't do on their own. It makes us feel more comfortable being a part of a group and it also can keep you more accountable. So being a part of a group, great managers is a part of the group coming on the webinars, you know, being a part of a cohort. Some of you I know are part of a cohort in an organization that can really help with your learning. It'll help you keep up the learning Whereas when we try and do it on our own, it doesn't tend to work as well. So real change, real learning is self-motivated. Our third strategy is to tune in to what's in it for me, the radio station WII-FM. And this is all about utilising the law of self-interest. This is a natural law. There is no need to apologise for this. This is how we are as human beings, whether we're aware of it or not. There's nothing wrong with it. We all act out of self-interest and we are hardwired to do so. Everyone is motivated by self-interest. So that's what it stands for. What's in it for me? So to make your learning stick, what you need to do is link it to something of value, something valuable or a benefit to you. Because people will change their behaviour if it can be demonstrated that doing so is in their best interest as defined by their own values. So what is, what is important to you? Think about what the learning might give you. What would be the benefit of that? And how does it fit with your values? And sometimes you need to think about what you need to stop doing first to make the learning stick. So sometimes stopping something is the first step. So what are you currently doing that is getting in the way of your learning? So think about that because sometimes we've got to move to neutral first before we move to a positive new thing. So sometimes when people are learning to listen, for example, the first thing they need to do is stop the chatter in their head. They need to be quiet they need to stop the judgment that they're holding about others. They need to stop saying the first thing that comes to their mind. They need to be quiet and listen. And then once they've mastered that, then they can add in the skill of active listening, paraphrasing, that sort of thing. This is about using that stepping stone approach and it's about not trying to change too many things at once. So see if you can drill down to find out what the values and benefits for you are. What is your big why? What motivates you to move? My big why is freedom. This is hugely motivating for me and I'm prepared to take the risks involved in being self-employed because I love the freedom of it. That's more important to me than the need for security or certainty. So I learn what I need to to stay ahead of the game around leadership and I practice what I preach so that I can be success, successfully self-employed and have my freedom. That's very important to me. Now, knowing about this, this is a really good tip for managing your team, getting people to change in your team or encouraging people to change. People will change if it's in their interest to do so. So find out what their motives are. What's their big why? And it usually boils down to some simple factors 
things like even status, sometimes power. It could be popularity, like being liked or included. It could be about reward or money. Now, sometimes when these needs are already met, it can be a higher order need, such as being a good role model or leaving a legacy, and some of you might have that as managers. I've coached people who are motivated by the fact that their style is starting to show up in their kids and they don't want that. For example, recently I was coaching someone who was a real warrior and they knew that this pattern of theirs was starting to show up in their children. She had little children and she said, I've got to stop this worrying. I know it's it's really important to me because I'm now seeing it happening in my kids and that was the motivation for her. So find out what your hot button is, what your big why is. And linking learning to something valuable helps us to keep change and learning on track. It helps us take the actions towards a successful outcome. Sometimes we make learning and change harder than it needs to be. So I want you to remember these three strategies after today. Learn like a baby, move out of your comfort zone, and remember what's in it for me. It's all that anyone is listening to. We are all motivated by self-interest. So so think about something of value to you. Or if it's a team member, if you're wanting a team member to change, find out what their hot button is. What is it? that moves them? What is it that's of importance to them? And that will help them move as well.